Welcome to Back Issues. I'm Sal. I'm Ethan. I'm Ben. We're going to be talking about Spider-Man, the JMS era. We did the first volume one time a while back. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Let's just keep going. Let's keep rolling with it until people stop watching. Okay. Uh, hoo -ah! I I've argued this is one of the best runs on Spider-Man in recent years, but uh, th there are some, you know, like any... Buddy who ups does and downs. ups and downs, yeah. dips and dives, ebbs and flows. Exactly. Some of those, uh, I don't know what's better, what's good, an ebb or a flow? I guess ebb. A flow. You think your flow's good, ebbing is bad, right? Yeah, ebbing is receding. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, Straczynski <laughs> is responsible for some significant ebbs in the Spider-Man mythos. Uh, he did the other, where he introduced the totem thing and oh, made yeah. Spider-Man into like a spider monster. Yeah. Uh, he also made Norman Osborn had sex with Gwen Stacy. Oh, that was him. Cast. That was him. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Uh, yes, he also uh, undid the marriage of Mary Jane and Spider-Man. Right. Uh, so you know, and there's also another one that I also hate that nobody talks about because like no one remembers it. It's called Skin Deep, where Straczynski retcons another character into Peter Parker's past. There was like a loser that was even more of a loser than Peter Parker. Mm. And the two of them kind of like were united in their loserdom. And then, in, whereas Was Peter he making Parker, him a villain at some point? Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah, it's really dumb. Yeah, that sucks. I was making sure we were not doing that today. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. These are, these are pretty good. Uh, but they're good. also kind of like, they're indispensable and also like, who gives a shit? Like people talk about the, like these two volumes, which are called Revelations and Until the Stars Turn Cold. They are bridges to get you to when Peter Parker and Mary Jane get back together. When we mm. first did the JMS era, Peter Parker and Mary Jane are separated but yeah. not divorced. Right. And Marvel's trying to figure out what to do. Before that, they had put her on an airplane and killed her. Then they were like, <laughs> no, people really didn't like that. So actually, she didn't die. She was kidnapped and the plane explosion was a cover story to hide Mary Jane. Nefarious yeah. schemes. Exactly. So she was, you know, kidnapped. Then after she is rescued by Spider-Man, she then uh, feels like life is hard and leaves. Oh, maybe we'll just have her leave. Yeah. So she For, does. She's, she's just messed up from her ordeal. Yeah, right. Right. I, so I've been, I've been kidnapped no. and you weren't there to save me. Right. Except right. that's already happened in the <laughs> Michelini run and it only strengthened their marriage. So anyway, uh, they're still separated and it's still kind of like wonky. Mm -hmm. But Straczynski is being told, it's great, because this guy, you know, Creator Babylon 5, J.M. Straczynski, uh, he is a great author and also a company man. Like, mm. they're telling him, listen, uh, the, the fans are freaking out, put them back together. He's like, okay. Right. Before his run is over, they're like, okay, we hate it, break them up. Yeah. Like, he's like, okay. Like, like, put it into the system where it's like, it is, she is integral to Spider-Man. Without her, he can't be Spider-Man. And then, let's make them break up. And he was like, all right. Like, he didn't go like, that is, that is an abomination. I will right. not do it. He was like, all right. So he wrote this whole, like, timeline. And he's like, okay, so what'll happen is they'll go back in time and they'll unmake the marriage and that'll have a ripple effect which will have all the things you want. Like, Harry Osborn will come back to life. Gwen Stacy will come back to life. He'll have his web shooters back from mm. his organic webbing because, of course, the... It wasn't the other that got him organic webbing. It was actually during Avengers Disassembled 
because Spider-Man the movie had been coming out, and right. they were like, oh, people are going to be so confused. If you say all web shooters. Readers, yeah, yeah, these are all the, 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 the throngs of new readers that are storming the comic book stores from the, the cineplexes are going to be like, what is happening? This one minute detail completely flummoxes me. I'm out. Never mind. They'll throw those comics on the floor. And, of course, no refunds. So anyway, I mean, I get the fact that like, yes, it's gross, but the fact that you can cling to walls with little like things on your fingers, that's, that's gross too. He doesn't do that. The movie just did that because they were like, they'll ask. Well, they didn't for 70 years, so I don't yeah. know why they would start now. We didn't need a close-up and then a magnified version of yeah, little, little hooky things. Little, little, little spider legs. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, didn't you know that on every spider leg are just a little more spider legs? Right. No! <laughs> that's not how that works. <laughs> It's just spider legs all the way down. Yeah. Yeah, it's a fractal of legs. He, actually, <laughs> Spider-Man is a misnomer. He should be called Spider-Legs. Anyway, so Straczynski's a good hatchet man, and he's just doing his job, yeah. right? And, you know, he's just trying to get from point A to point B. Like, hey, if you can tell a cohesive story where, like, they're like, throw a wrench in it. All right. Yeah. Props to you. Oh, no, I, I agree. And I like his run. And he's, this is a guy who's like, so Spider-Man's 30, right? Or at least 32. And they're like, uh... And he's like, yeah, no, I'm just going to operate like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and tell a story about a guy in his early 30s trying to reconcile, like, dressing in long johns and punching, you know, monsters and stuff. Right. Cool. The bigger stumbling blocks we've actually already covered in this channel. We're going to talk more about, like, the stuff in between. Okay. You know, the stuff that kind of leads you there. Okay. Uh, so, in the last volume, Morlun showed up. Boo! And uh, beat the oh. hell out of him. Uh -huh. And Aunt May discovered Peter all like broken and bloody in his costume. And she's like not a moron. Right. So she puts two and two together. That's the story of that. And yeah. the end so result. Is this how they undo it? No. <laughs> no, it's how they reconcile it. Like what okay. happens now? Right. That's, that's a big dun 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 at the end of that last story. And it's not like Peter tries to go through convincing her that he's like, oh, I was duped. He's and, not like, trying to gaslight his aunt. No, he's not. Uh, however, he has to get through this other thing because... At the time of their writing it, 9-11 happened. Uh, so they were like, these characters are distinctly New York. We have to do a 9-11 issue. Right. Yeah. Spider-Man is like... It would be weird if it, he just didn't talk about it or yes. acknowledge it. So there is just an issue in which Spider-Man is there on 9-11. Wow. Where the towers fall. They're in the midst of falling when he arrives on the scene. And... It's mostly narration, and it's very... It's supposed to be Spider-Man, but it's not really. Like, it's an omniscient narrator who's just kind of talking uh. about heroes and, and you know, compassion and, you know, sacrifice and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, where we just see New York during 9-11 through Spider-Man's eyes. And we see first responders mixed with superheroes who are all just re reacting and, and, and take, trying to save as many people as they can, stop the, the carnage from getting worse. Mm -hmm. uh, the only real criticisms of this story, because it's actually a pretty great story, the cover is just a black cover. Mm. It just says Amazing Spider-Man on it. Like, that's it. Uh, the only criticisms are uh, that Straczynski wants to say that, like, this event was so horrible that, like, even the people who try to benefit from carnage, destruction, and death are moved and hurt by it. You know, people like Magneto and Doctor Doom and Kingpin. Okay. So, they're all there, and... Kingpin, Dr. yes. Yeah, and yes. I, Kingpin, definitely. Yeah. But the one who weeps at the sight of 9-11 is Doctor Doom. Nope. Uh, and you're like, okay. no. That's weird. That's... Doctor Doom is specifically blown up buildings in New York. <laughs> 
Right. I would think not. Is yeah. he upset well, it's because somebody like, else did it? Latveria is is in trouble. No, no, he's upset because it's more like the wanton death and destruction. Like he's like, no, I blow up the Richards. This building. Right. They're not innocent. He's right. so upset because he's like, why didn't I think of this? No! <laughs> no one is hoping and wishing that they had planned 9 11. Right. But uh, yeah, so anyway, it's just it's just a story that isolates everyone during this period. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Spider Man sees Captain America and he's just standing there with like righteous indignation. He's like clenched fist and just, he's just trying to process the the, 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 the anger he feels because of course Cap's from Brooklyn too so he mm -hmm. you know, he's got a very very strong tether to it despite the fact that he's also like the spirit of America uh, I do love the image of Cap standing there, Yeah, bringing the shield is a little weird well he's, that's his shield, yeah he carries that everywhere too. I know, it's just, I kind of figure like if he's helping out with stuff like is he, it he, strapped to his arm? He's just taking a break okay. he can put it on his back or on his arm Yeah, he, 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 he just puts it down for a second uh. But yeah, the, the whole issue is essentially just saying like, heroes come in many shapes and sizes, and, and here they all are, mm -hmm. you know? And you're like, okay, that was cool, but it's in this book. And yeah. I, I, think it's a, I think it's a good tribute to 9-11, despite like it's, okay. it's a great microcosm for Swarzynski's run on Spider-Man, where it's like, that's really like kind of forward thinking and mature and- It's poignant. It's poignant. And yet also like, why did you do that? <laughs> Like, <laughs> well, it's, it's uh, like totally disconnected and disjointed from. No, I mean, like, like the story itself is like, oh, uh, like, oh, why is Doctor Doom crying? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> why is Magneto standing there but not helping them move the giant metal pieces? I could fix all of this because that's a little, that's, that's too different from what actually happened. <laughs> right. Magne but he shouldn't but so, be then, there. Then, then. Don't put him in the book. Right. He's busy. He's, He's somewhere also, else. You know where he is in Genosha. I'm one of the. You know, I'm one of the big villains. A whole country here. got 9/11. Yeah. Yeah. I should be way more upset about that. Why isn't there a book about that? Well, that's I mean, there is a book about that, I guess, but it's it's not as as, uh, as socially relevant yeah. as that issue was. Anyways, that happened. But uh, Aunt May essentially takes the costume with her, like the tatters of the costume, and just looks at her nephew, who's just unconscious, and then just leaves. And bandaged. Yeah, wow. she just leaves. Uh, Peter, of course, is a teacher at this point. And he's just teaching, and there's a there's a whole subplot. Where like there's a student in his class who's sleeping, and you know, if you're a teacher, you're supposed to look for warning signs of like if a student is in trouble or having trouble at home and stuff. Mm -hmm. So you know, he takes an interest in her in, in her well-being, and she finds he finds out that her brother's on meth. So they have this whole adventure where they bring him to a meth clinic. Who cares? So <laughs> they're not trying to like blame his injuries on 9-11, right? Uh, no! No, no, it's no, not no, like, I was in the left tower. Like, I was no. in the it, it, it must be that it occurred in an ambiguous time before Morlon attacked him or after. 9-11 happens between the arc, but also like it could happen at any point in yeah. the story arc. It doesn't matter. Yeah, because okay. he's not all bandaged and bruised when he's dealing with 9-11. So it's clearly a story that's sequentially not part of the the narrative. Uh, the overall narrative. Exactly. It's just that that's when it happened, they had so to that's throw when they it had in. to We do needed to do this 9-11 issue. Yeah. It has nothing, there's no bearing on the plot, except yeah. that it happened, except that we're going to acknowledge as a publishing house that in-universe 9-11 happened. Right. But essentially it's a non-sequitur. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Peter gets involved in this little girl's life, which absolutely he would not do uh, if he were a teacher, and he'd be fired if anyone found out about <laughs> How dare you, sir? Just straight up, that's exactly Why what Why is he just like... <laughs> Call the guidance counselor. Right. Like, hey, because I got a student who needs some help. Responsibility. He's like, I, right. I'm the first responder. I have the responsibility to do it. All right. Anyway, so he handles that problem. And then he gets a call from Aunt May. And he's like, I haven't heard from you in a while. What's going on, Aunt May? She's like, we need to talk. <laughs> so. Are they still living together? No. No. Okay, Peter's own apartment. And, uh, 
And Aunt May lives in her place. Okay. Uh, so what did he tell her he, about his wounds? And he didn't tell her anything. Think, yeah, I think he was just unconscious. He, didn't know he she was, was unconscious. There. He, didn't, he was uh, he was unaware of her presence, and uh, so he hasn't seen her him, since. Yeah, I guess. as far as he's concerned, she's just like acting cryptic for no good reason. Okay. So she comes to his apartment, and he has this kind of like this this uh, this imagination conversation where he's like imagining what she's gonna say because she sounded really serious on the phone. I've got six months to live. Flash Thompson has six months to live. Ooh. The planet has six months to live. Well, Doctor Octopus has six months to live. So do you want to get pizza now? <laughs> he sees Aunt May in the doorway. She's holding the tattered remains of the Spider-Man costume, and she and he goes, "Oh, Aunt May, what?" what? And she goes, "Don't try to tell me it's a Halloween costume." <laughs> I like that. <laughs> she goes, you, you don't have to lie to me anymore. I know you're Spider-Man. And he's like, crap. And the issue is called The Conversation. It's hailed as one of the best issues in Spider-Man history. Uh, I, I, I think it's top. It's up there. Right. Um, but in you any wouldn't case, say the best. But you'd say up. It's up top there. 10. Yeah, definitely top 10. Right. Yeah. In single issues, absolutely. Is this the only time where he has told her? No. Uh, if you recall, in Amazing Spider-Man 400, when she was dying, she reveals that she always knew that he was Spider-Man. Yeah. But it turns out that was an actress genetically manipulated by Norman Osborn into ruining his life, making him feel bad. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, bullshit. <laughs> but hey, that was a good issue one time. It, well, it used to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was before they ruined it. Yeah, retcons. Although, that issue was already ruined, if you recall, because there was a clone outside the window crying the entire time, and you're like, No! Oh, I can't talk to her! Shut up! You're not supposed to be here! You died in 1976, you asshole! Anyway, so, she's, so she tearfully asks him, like, Why did you lie to me for so long? Like, you treated me like an idiot for years. It what do you think? Right. Well, what the hell's your problem? Well, she's sad. I don't know. It's, yeah. it's, we gotta get drama into this yeah. issue. We can't well, just have them coherently have a conversation. That's reserved for Ultimate Spider-Man when Aunt May finds out then. Uh. She's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she raised uh, him. I guess that makes sense. They're two different Aunt Mays. You know, yeah. you, this is an Aunt May who in 1960 friggin' whatever, you know, hated Spider-Man, yes. was on death's door when she was first invented. She looked like a mummy. You've observed it 18 times in the show. And, and, and ever, it's been like at least 10 years since then. Right, exactly. 10 years. 10 years. Yeah, absolutely. There, there's an issue where Spider-Man is in Aunt May's house and she hits him in the head with a vase. Because she's like, eek, Spider-Man's in my house. Right. That happens twice, actually. And his spider sense doesn't go off because he's like, A, it's Aunt May, or it's Aunt May? B, it's not going to hurt. It was Aunt May, yeah. Well, all the more she shouldn't be asking him why he didn't tell her. Because you hate Spider-Man! I know! Of course I wouldn't tell you! Right. But it's, it, well, it's also the overwhelming guilt of the fact that I'm responsible for your husband's death. Right. Well, she doesn't know that, right? No. So, she explains to him, like, I, I don't understand why you didn't credit me with mm. the strength to be able to handle this, since I've had the strength to, like, raise you, live through the death of my husband get married again and die and, and have him die like watch my sister die you know what I mean like there's all this tragedy in my life and all these like horrible traumatic moments you thought that like you being Spider-Man would somehow make me keel over and die you dated Dr. Octopus <laughs> exactly yeah that's all I have to say right please you should have known that's why I didn't tell you so for her she's just like we've lost years to a lie like, we could have had a, a, a stronger, more honest relationship mm. if you had just been honest with me the first time. And he's like, I, I couldn't do it because if I... Okay, if I actually told you why I am Spider-Man and why I didn't tell you, you may actually die. Like, this may actually kill you. Right. And it's because I am the reason Uncle Ben's dead. 
and he tells the story about. Oh wow! Oh man, he everything. goes into it. He goes into it. Oh, I guess he's like, I've been caught in a lie. I can't like lie again. Uh, no, <laughs> it would be irresponsible. Well, yeah. there's a difference between lying and there's no, a difference that's between all withholding lie. the truth. She's asking him why he didn't tell her. A lie of omission is still so a lie. He's got to say it. He'd either have to make up a reason why he didn't tell her, oh, yes. or tell her the truth. The, the simple answer is. I have so many villains, I wouldn't want them to use no, you against me. No, that's a half-truth, though. Yes. Because there's that's more to truth. it. It's one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons. But not the one. Yeah. Not the main reason. But... Is it? Is that the reason why he has to be Spider-Man is because Uncle Ben died? Yes. Yeah. So, can he just explain that to her? Be like, I, I Uncle Ben died, this. so I gotta be Spider-Man? No, because that's st still not still all not of it. He's still because leaving out the a The reason part. is because of his overwhelming, crippling guilt. Right. Well, why would you feel guilty? Right, what do you mean? Uncle Ben was just killed by a random guy. Well... Well... I was fucking around as a professional wrestler, and I didn't want to catch the guy who killed Uncle Ben when I could have the first time. Peter, you like wrestling? Yeah, I'm into wrestling. I knew it! <laughs> Runs out of the house. We could have been watching WWF Raw the entire time! <laughs> I love The Undertaker! <laughs> Ironically, I'm as a big Undertaker fan. You know, because she's so close to death. Exactly. <laughs> so, she goes... She has this look in her eyes that says like, oh my God. And he's like, I'm looking in your face and I t you're telling me I shouldn't have told you. Yeah. She's like, you've been carrying that guilt with you this entire time and I'm here to tell you that you're wrong. You didn't kill Uncle Ben. I did. And you're what? like, what? <laughs> Duh. So it, it, Aunt May retcons that the night that Uncle Ben was killed, the two of them had an argument. She doesn't even remember what the argument was about because who would? Mm -hmm. But Uncle Ben left during the argument to cool off. Hmm. They were having a tense moment. Right. She's like, yeah. ah. Yeah, I'll let him walk. Yeah, let him walk. We've been married for what? 35, 40 exactly. years? Exactly. So, but when he came back, he would, like, you know, by the time he came back, that was the end of it. Like, he came home and then the burglar came in and killed him. Right. Like, Aunt May, I guess, had gone to bed. Because she doesn't explain and because Straczynski right. doesn't and read Spider-Man. He, he like, wouldn't have been up, I guess. Yeah, he, he wouldn't have been, have been in bed up. and the burglar would have just taken things and left. Exactly. And would have been fine. Exactly. Okay. And we've, we've seen <sighs> that moment a few times. Like, okay, if you're an old man, you're peeing like at least three times yeah, He's up. He would have been yeah. up. That <laughs> well, wouldn't have a, saved There's a him. chance he would well, have been up and anyway. And I've heard, like I've seen versions where Uncle Ben gets up because he hears something downstairs. Oh. It's not like... It's not like he died because he left the house, which right. is what Aunt May is suggesting. Because Straczynski again, like, doesn't read old Spider-Man books. He like he he. Gets, Wait a minute! He's a trying to retcon what happens with the seminal moment that creates Spider-Man, and he gets the details wrong. Yes, that's Straczynski. Like, don't do that. It's good stuff, right. but also like just those little details that where it's kind of wrong. Like, it's, Wait, what? It's fundamentally <laughs> wrong. Yeah, it, and it's like, but the story outweighs it. But also those details are what makes up the continuity that is this person's life. So it's kind of important. She should have said, if only I'd killed at him more, he wouldn't have come home that night. Right. <laughs> I told him, I, you I, know, I, like, make sure you come back yeah, before too long. I should have let him have it. And I wanted to. Let me tell you something. Uncle Ben and I were going to get a divorce. Like, that's a retcon. But anyway, the idea here, and, and it's a brilliant thing, despite our, our you know, is that they've both been, nature. Yeah. They've both is, been holding the guilt. They both have been carrying the same guilt. They mm -hmm. both have thought they killed Uncle Ben. And, and now they can blame each other instead of themselves. Uh, or no, something. they both alleviate their own guilt because right. of, oh my God. So they, they, they embrace and, you know, Peter's like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe 
this weight that's left off my shoulders now. And he like picks her up with his spider strength and she's like, put me down. I don't have to be Spider-Man anymore. The guilt is lifted. I'm done. Thank you, Ant-Man. You saved me and doomed millions. <laughs> but who cares about them? I don't know them. Yeah, it's all about family. Yeah, or something. So then, uh, you know, Aunt May's like, well, how'd you get these powers? And he's like, well, that's a long story, which is actually the shortest story. Uh, but it says it takes two hours and 37 minutes later. <laughs> so, Well, it's because she well, has so many questions about, like, how his powers even work. Right, yeah, and he's like, I don't really know. wants to get into the details. Exactly. She's really into science. Oh, sure. Aunt May, big time. That's why she well, dated, she dated Dr. Dr. Octopus. He was a scientist. Yeah, that's true. So she must enjoy it to some yeah, degree. Yeah, he sparked something in her, and it wasn't just oh. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a love of science. It's a curiosity. So anyway, she, uh, she, she eventually says, like, well, I've had enough for tonight. I gotta go. And he's like, okay, well, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And she gets in the cab, and she cries all the way home. Aww. Like, good cry? Bad cry? Do we not know? We don't know. And then a burglar breaks into her house and kills her. Yes. <laughs> Boom. No. If only the conversation had been, like, two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah, then he could feel guilty about that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't take long enough. Why did he skip the Electro story? <laughs> So anyway, uh, the next story in this volume is a, another gimmick that Marvel was trying called the Nuff Said issue. And Nuff Said is an old adage that Stan Lee used to say. Nuff Said, true believer. Like, I've said enough, I'm moving on. Okay. Uh, you know, no one to exit. No one, no one the, to send the, right. end the conversation. But they were like applying that, that little like Stan Lee-ism to this concept, which is write a script with no dialogue. Oh. Do a full issue with no dialogue. And there's a whole bunch of Marvel books during that period that did that. This is one of them in which we see like what Mary Jane and Aunt May are up to in a typical day of Spider-Man's life right now. Okay. And you know, Mary Jane's on the other coast and she's modeling and she's going to premieres and she's fundamentally unhappy because she's so lonely. Right. And Spider-Man's on TV like doing stuff and saving people and and she sees it. She sees it. Like, when she wakes up in the morning, she sees Spider-Man saving somebody. When she goes to bed at night, she's seeing somebody, some, somebody else being saved by Spider-Man. Right. But Maybe you should turn off the all-Spider-Man all-the-time channel. I know. She can't. <laughs> also known as JJJN. <laughs> <laughs> so, she goes to bed, and, you know, she's alone, and, like, there's a scene of, like, you know, there's an image of her waking up, and, like, there's a big, there's a big pillow where Peter would be, mm. and she goes to bed, and, like, there's, you know. She, she puts a little mask on. Right. She's empty. Yeah. She feels empty. Despite all the activity in her life, Right. You know, this is what's going on. Meanwhile, Aunt May is at the library and she's looking at different newspapers and their coverage of Spider-Man. She's looking at the, at the Bugle, at the Herald, and she sees, like, the Brooklyn Banner. Spider-Man misunderstood? And she's like, okay. So then Straczynski breaks the Nuff Said rule because he's like, oh, well, if, but if Aunt May writes emails, that's okay. So we see her right. emails being Nobody's written. Nobody's talking. Right. So the idea here is that Aunt May is unsubscribing from all these different newspapers particularly the Daily Bugle. Mm -hmm. And she's like, because of their unfair coverage of Spider-Man. And then she contacts like the, the Brooklyn Banner and she's like, I would like to subscribe to your fine publication because you've been handed views on Spider-Man. <gasps> Guys, we're at number six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, well, we folded, but thank you, Aunt May. Uh, also, there's a kid looking at porn in the library. Aunt May sees it and shames him into turning it off. <laughs> then she emails Does like- she email him and be like, you know, you really shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You know, my husband would have told you not to do that. But anyway, like, then she emails, like, Letterman, The Tonight Show, Larry King, Dan Rather, and she's like, could you, maybe you should do a, a, a piece on superheroes and the people that love them. Maybe they're misunderstood, or maybe they, they're carrying a horrible secret. And, 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 uh, you know, and then some supervillain who's, like, trolling the internet, like, finds, finds all these emails, like, oh, we got it, we found the person who knows Spider-Man. Yep. They're sending all Let's these emails her. about him. Yeah. No, thankfully, it's, she's very cavalier about Spider-Man's identity. She's being very obvious. Yes. Stop asking all these questions online. Within an once. hour. Yeah. 
Space it out. Especially very publicly. Yeah. So she goes down her list of things she wants to do that day. You know, drop off laundry, cancel subscriptions to, pa to papers that don't like Peter, mm -hmm. try to improve Peter's image, uh, keep working to forgive Peter. <laughs> but she won't check that one off. Oh, boy. Like, oh, jeez. Oh, like, for lying to her? Yes. Probably, yeah. yeah because she for raised her son not to lie. Uh, meanwhile, Spider-Man has been saving people, and he sees, like, Mary Jane and the coverage of her, like, appearing at different places. And, yeah, uh, everywhere on TV. Right. They can't escape each other. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so we're seeing everybody's lives, and, like, you know, Peter and Aunt May have dinner, and they have a great time. Uh, Aunt May falls asleep reading a, new, reading a book called The Psychology of Superheroes, like, why they are the way they are. Hmm. And, uh, and that's it. And that's the, that's the volume. Right. You're like, oh, okay, that's nice. Okay, that was some nice stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was a whole volume. Yeah, that cost yeah. how much? It's on the back, bottom right. Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Nowadays, it'd be about twelve dollars. <laughs> well, inflation. Yeah. I like oh, the yeah. conversation part. That's, yeah, that was good. The thing is, you gotta publish the conversation, but you can't just print one issue as a trade paperback. So you gotta couch it with all the other yeah. stuff that was happening at the same time. Yep. And it just so happens that it it is themed properly. You know, yeah. it's all about loss and tragedy and and, and forgiveness. Yeah. It should have been That's called a, the fallout afterwards. It's, uh, <laughs> It's like weighty stuff. There's yes. not some ridiculous friggin' character. No, that's for this. Wearing animal prints and crap, <laughs> like bothering him while he's trying to have this serious yeah, conversation. Yeah, no, that, that's that. I, I appreciate that. Wait, what happened with the student? Oh no, he's, her he brother said, got sent to the meth clinic, and he's fine now. Yeah. Probably, he dealt with it. Oh no, we see her again. No, oh. because the, the the story here is that like uh -oh. you know he checks on her and she's like my brother is at the the meth clinic and it's okay and then she gets kidnapped by some guy in an alley and. He's got magic powers, and Spider-Man's like involved. So there's another little, there's a little like moment in this story where Aunt May goes to the Daily Bugle, and she sees Jameson, and he's chewing a cigar, he's screaming and yelling, and she's standing there, and he's like, "Oh, May, what's going on?" <laughs> and she's like, "Because they're friendly." Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's one of his biggest supporters. Right. She hates Spider-Man because of how much she hates Spider-Man. Yes, and. She's like, I just want to tell you in person because we're friends and because I've been like a subscriber for so long that I'm unsubscribing because you're using Spider-Man. And he's like, what? 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 You we hate Spider-Man as much as I do. Exactly. We bonded over. Yeah, and she goes, well, your editorial direction's flawed. I'm sorry. And he's like, oh. whatever. I don't have time to talk to you. I mean, what? come on. It's one, it's one newspaper. Who cares? He's like, the whole, the whole place is going, to is going to hell. I swear to God. I lost Aunt May. I lost... Whatever, I don't need to lose you, and then he cries all the way downstairs. Yeah. I don't know if I can do this anymore. He isn't really, but he's, he, you know, it's, it's cute. Yeah. Then he goes oh. to bed reading a book about the psychology of old women. <laughs> what? He's psychology got of people who hate superheroes and then suddenly like them. <laughs> and he has a little list going, working to forgive Ant-Man. Theming. Yeah. So uh, Aunt May talks to Mary Jane because they talk behind Peter's back. Because <laughs> Aunt May's trying to work to get them back together, and, yeah. and Mary Jane knows what's going on. But she's she doesn't just, email her. No, she doesn't email her. She just calls. She calls it. Did you know? No, they don't have that conversation. Did you know? No, it's more what? like she knew that Aunt, she knew that Mary Jane. <laughs> right, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so why did you lie to me? So <laughs> I'm I have a house of liars. In the previous book. When we saw Mary Jane, Mary Jane was in a towel, mm -hmm. and then she was modeling, yeah. she was and now she's modeling again in a bikini. Yeah, yeah that's what she does. This is what, she's you, a you know, if you're reading Spider-Man from, like, the 80s to now, <laughs> you're going to probably pick up an issue where Mary Jane's wearing lingerie of some kind. <laughs> she's a, she's a, a, a fashion model. Yeah. They designed, They're not known for wearing parkas. She's stylistically designed to be that way. Depends on what you're modeling, I guess. She ain't wearing Gore-Tex. So then we, re we reveal the new, the newest villain of the week. Oh, boy. The newest villain of the week is this asshole. Meth. 
<laughs> no, it's not meth. Yay! See, that would be an interesting story. Uh, you know, where it's like, what do we do about oh, this I thing? can't punch it. I can't punch meth. How do you, de how do you defeat it? Ah, oh, I punched the meth heads! Right, I mean, yes, but also, like, how do I keep oh. them from wanting to use it? I'm not really going to fix anything. No, exactly. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a douche who was a prisoner who performed a magic ritual, but it was interrupted, and so he's stuck in the astral plane. And the idea here is that he keeps kidnapping children in alleys and then, like, giving them... Like the boogeyman? Yeah, like the boogeyman. <laughs> and he's, like, giving them to some dark god so that he can, like, be tangible for a few more days. Ah. And this is not a Doctor Strange villain? Oh, he becomes a Doctor Strange villain it's... because Doctor Strange is in the story. Oh, okay. Yay. So Spider-Man, you know, meets up with this guy and, you know, the guy's, like, an asshole. And, you know, yeah. he, 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 he keeps becoming corporeal and incorporeal. Spider-Man can't get a bead on him. Uh, he eventually, like, throws a garbage can lid a la Captain America and it hits the guy. Ah. You know. But uh, but he's like, what are you doing this for? And he's like, why not? Well, I want to be, wanna be tangible again. Yeah. yeah, well, he's not Wouldn't telling him that. He's like, I'm oh, doing it because it's funny. It's because it's funny? Yeah, I'm just Wait, taking Wait, he can make himself stuff. tangible if he wants to. Yeah, well, but, he, but he's... But he's, he wouldn't he's, be able to do that. Well, if he wasn't if he taking didn't. children and offering yeah. them away. They give him the ability to become tangible for some period of time, I guess, for uh -huh. each one. Exactly. That's a weird curse. <laughs> well, it's not really a curse. It's that he did the he did the thing wrong. They're trying to escape prison, so they're going to go into the astral plane, but it, you know, it, it gets interrupted, so uh, it's not a perfect spell. Right. So Spider-Man finds out about this whole thing. He gets the, he gets the lowdown from the cellmate of the guy who's doing this. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so Spider-Man's like, okay, magic, I don't know what to do. I'll call Doctor Strange. Oh my god. So that image of Spider-Man and the trench coat and the hat? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, he well, because he calls up the the Commissioner Gordon that's just, that JMS invents for this volume. Well, yeah, because there's another character that Straczynski invents for his run called Lamont, who is essentially Spider-Man's James Gordon. Because he's like, hey, does, does Spider-Man have a James Gordon? And they're like, no, why would he have that? Like, because I need one. So he invents this character. He's not a big superhero fan, but he tolerates Spider-Man because Spider-Man's kind of funny. Well, he's and low he's level, a, too. Yeah, exactly. He's a regular guy. Oh, you cling to walls, you web people up. Yeah. You well, you at least leave them for us. Right, you don't shoot lasers out of your eyes. So Lamont uh, gets Spider-Man into the jail to be able to interview the guy who was cellmates with the asshole who's kidnapping children. Okay. And it finds out the story, and who cares? I like the idea of Spider-Man <laughs> trying him? to be incognito. Hmm? How does he beat him? Oh, we're getting to that. Oh, I'm just saying, okay. like, who cares about his backstory? He's a oh. villain that never shows back up again. Right. right. So Spidey calls Doctor Strange. He goes to his house, and boom, Doctor Strange is down in the book. All right. It's crossover. Sweet. Yeah. Here, Doctor Strange, I'm going to hand this off to you. Goodbye. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, Doctor Strange's like, I'm busy. I got lots of stuff going on. Oh. This is also funny, <laughs> because there's a lot of, like, baggage with this story arc but I'll get into it later we'll just cover mm. what happens okay. so Spider-Man is like you're gonna need to use the hand of the Vishanti in order to have the ability to you know punch through the astral plane and get this guy okay okay and uh, so cool. you'll need to be able to go astral and become incorporeal <laughs> to go after him and travel great distances and go to the astral plane I'm gonna have oh. to train you and more like I'll just hit you with this severed hand, and then you need to be quiet for five minutes. So it should be impossible. <laughs> what? Is so, this a thing that runs out, or could he theoretically just do this any time? No, it, it runs out. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a temporary measure. Okay. He flies around the city. He eventually finds this asshole. Wait, he could fly? Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's a spirit. He's a spirit. He's not, he's not a... Uh, oh, I didn't know you could fly in the astral plane. Oh, yeah. That's cool. yeah. yeah. You can do many things in the astral plane, but not physical, you know, you can't manipulate physical 
objects. Yeah, right. this chump is only on the ground because he doesn't realize he can fly. That's right. So he's sucking children into his magical teleporters, and Spider-Man goes after them yeah. and ends up in this like insane, topsy-turvy Doctor Strange-esque dimension. Uh, where he oh, like, tell me he got the girl. Oh yeah, no, he saved the little girl. Oh yeah, no, the 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 jerk kidnapped the girl from Peter's class. Yeah, of course. Got to make it tethered to the story. Yeah, yeah. This is why Spider-Man's doing it. But, that's uh, why we saw her here. That was setting up this. Yeah, this great, guess, this great so forgettable story. Yeah. I kind of figured she they would be taking her brother. Mm, right? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah, they take him too. Like they take all kinds of people. Yeah. So Spider-Man like leads everybody to the gateway that gets them out of there. Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange warns Spider-Man, like, just do the thing I told you to do. Just beat the guy and lead them out the hole. Don't leave. Don't go anywhere you shouldn't go. Don't stray from the path. Right. If you see something really cool, just ignore just it. Just ignore it. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. You're going to be tempted. You're going to be tempted, but don't do it. So it's going to be your Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah, no. 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 So he's no, it's just MC Escher-esque friggin' exactly. platforms and crap. So he he feels this like presence out out there and he feels yep. drawn to it so yeah. he, he floats over to it no. and it's like it's a spider god. Oh. God damn it. What? Yeah. It looks like a plant god. Yeah, well it's not the spider god. It's like a it's What's like a representation it? of the spider god in this plane of existence oh. with like too many legs. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, it says you're not supposed to be here yet. I don't need you yet. yet. Yeah, yet. Now get out of here. And it hits him and it like sends him flying and he bounces out of it and he's stuck because when he arrives back in this plane of existence but still in his astral form, he's missed the day. The whole day is now skipped. Like, many, oh. you know, what feels like hours are actually days back right. home. So he missed the day. And the, th this day is particularly important because Mary Jane had a photo shoot in New York during that day and he was hoping to have lunch with her. Oh. And he missed it. So <sighs> he's like, crap, it's the end of the day. So he flies to JFK to try and communicate with Mary Jane not knowing that it's impossible to do so. Mary no, Jane's no, he can. He just has to, like, find someone and, like, inhabit their body. Right. He has <laughs> like, ghosts. He's got a ghoster. <laughs> Yikes. No. Uh, Mary he's Jane, He's got to try really hard, like in Ghost Dad. That's what he's thinking. Like, yeah, come out the phone. <laughs> yeah. Or ghost, you know, where it's like he can, he, if he pushes all of his hate and his emotions into his, into his fingertip, he can, like, move a penny or something. Yeah. No. No. None of those things. Mary Jane calls Aunt May from the, from the airport. She's like, Peter had hours... To call, to reschedule, to see me. He doesn't care. You know, I, I don't have time. So Yeesh. she gets on the plane, and Spider-Man's like, no! And, and he's there with and her. And May doesn't go, well, did you know he's Spider-Man? He might be busy. <laughs> no, she doesn't want to betray his secret. So, because she doesn't know if she knows or whatever. Right. Even though it would be stupid if Mary Jane yeah, didn't know. Wants. How would he not know? Like, come on. So, Spider-Man... No, like, no, Peter would never tell you. He didn't tell me. Right. How could he not tell you? So Spider-Man tearfully like begs Mary Jane. He's like, I wanted to tell you all the reasons why we should get back together, and I want to tell you how much I miss you, and how I like smell your comb when you're gone, and how, how all the stuff. And, and I guess I'll just have to fly out there later. Yeah, which he does. But he says like, I, lo I love you, and I'm, I'm sorry, and she just flies away. And he's stuck. So then, I'm oh, sad. So he calls, you know, he calls Mary Jane a couple times. She's not taking his calls. The receptionist is like, Mary Jane, do you want to take this call? And he's like, she goes, let me guess. He says that he had a perfectly good, reasonable explanation for why he couldn't meet me. And he's really, really sorry. She's like, yeah. She's like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. I've heard that a thousand times. Like, yeah, I've but heard, it's always been true as yes, well. Yes, but it's also like, but it's always me who has to suffer from it. Right. Not the dead person. Yeah. Who would be dead if it weren't for the fact that we broke right. our date. I don't Think even about know them, though. For five minutes, <laughs> no, the person no. would be dead. We're married. I'm important. I'm more important than that. So... 
Then there's this really terrible, stupid story. <laughs> We're on the West Coast. This West asshole. Coast. West Coast. <laughs> Carlisle. This, this Thank you for doing opportunistic it. Opportunistic <laughs> douche nozzle. Uh, has hired Dr. Octopus as a consultant because Dr. Octopus, like, created... Isn't he supposed to be in jail? What? Straczynski doesn't give a shit about uh, what Doc Octopus... Yeah, he got out or whatever. He got out or whatever. Who cares? I <laughs> they always put, get out. Yeah, I want to use Doc Ock in this, okay? And never mind the Jenkins run that's happening concurrently with this where Doc Ock is looking like he saw The Matrix and got a few really awesome fashion tips. <laughs> Because in the Jenkins run, Doc Ock wears a full-on black trench coat with slicked back black hair and sunglasses. Well, he always had the glasses. Yeah, no, but well, he's but wearing he's got. Matrix shades. <laughs> that's, that's fun. He looks like... Did he slim down? Yeah, he did. Like oh, a little I gotta, bit. Yeah, I, he, gotta, I gotta be trim. Yeah, he looks like a dipshit. <laughs> or like me in high school. <laughs> He looks like Flip Mode. Yeah, he looks like Flip Mode XX. <laughs> so Doc Ock is Doc Ock in this story. Yeah. Uh, but the arms are not grafted to him right now. They're, they're separate. Mm. But he can still control them with his mind. And oh. Carlisle is like... This, you say yeah. can, as in like, how else would he control them? Well, they're, they don't well, have a mind can, He can still okay. control them. Do you control your legs with your mind, or do you just <laughs> use your legs? Like... Because that's the thing. When Doc Ock had them fused to his body, he just used them like arms. Right. But since they're remote, he now can he manipulates them with his mind. Yeah, like psychically. I don't, I don't wiggle my fingers with my mind. No, but I assumed it wasn't I mean, like... Do, I do, but I don't, you don't give you that, that distinction. Yeah. But they don't have a mind of their own is what I'm trying no, to say. No, they're not. It's not like I control them with my mind, but if I don't... They only do that Ooh. in the movie. They've never done that in any other... Ex except for that one Ultimate Spider-Man volume. Well, and I was just going to say, we just did that. Yeah, and guess what? It was bullshit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they retconned that later. Oh. That's not actually... They were not alive. Okay, they were never good. alive. Mm. That was like he a just psychosis. felt like they were. Yeah. yeah. So Doc Ock's here, and the idea here is he, he, Carlisle wants him as a consultant, and... Uh, the consultant on... Yeah, he, this is tech? a dude... Back in like the, you know, back, oh, 10 whole years ago... <laughs> He, he invented these things. We're trying to do, like, human and, 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 oh, and machine right. integration, and this guy did it, like, back in the day. Right. Okay. Uh, you know how that turned out, right? Badly. Yeah, well, what, what are you, you Wile E. Coyote? You do something and it randomly fails one time and you can never try it exactly. again? Exactly, come well, on. You just gotta fix it. So, uh, Carlisle gasses Doc Ock and then puts him under and brings him to a secret lab where Carlisle reveals... That Carlisle is an evil businessman. He's an evil consultant. Yeah, of course he is. He's trying to work with Doc Ock. Yeah. So here's here's the story for Carlisle, right? Carlisle is really good at selling himself, but has no actual knowledge or experience. So what he does is he goes to he goes to companies and he and he gets hired as like a consultant uh -huh. for him to like represent them and and like sell them the next big idea and then takes their money and when they find out he's a fraud he leaves before they fire him and the last time he did it where he was like you know he he got he got in too deep uh huh and he, now he needs to actually make something yes so he's gonna <laughs> so steal like, crap, Doc I need a real scientist yes <laughs> so he's gonna steal Doc Ock's technology and like and modernize it okay you were saying the people I work for. They're apparently even worse than I am. Well, no, they're not. Because, like, the money man goes to the Carlisle and is like, you're a fraud, you're full of shit, there's no money. You know, we're building all this stuff based on, like, your, your collateral, you don't have any. And then Carlisle, like, beats him to death with some kind of trophy. Uh, 
And then, okay. and then takes over the company. So what's the threat to him? Well, the threat is that he'll eventually be discovered and he has no actual, like... Uh, he, he, he it just nothing. kind of woke him up to the idea that, like, oh, I, I, I probably need to actually, like, Well, and I something. have no scruples. Like, I just killed that guy and I don't right. really feel bad about it. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? Like, I'm going to kidnap <laughs> Doc Ock, I'll steal his tech, I'll actually use it to make me money, okay. and that will keep the board of directors off my back. So he's like a he's like a supervillain in the making. He's like discovering yeah. that he is a bad guy. Exactly. Like he's, a, he's more than just like your everyday run of the mill shyster. Right. Right. He's yeah. actually a villain. Well, he's a shyster in a world of mad science. <laughs> right. Well, I would be a supervillain if I had any potential. Right. right. If I knew anything, but I can convince other people to be where I want them to be and to give me a certain amount of money. Right. That's all I need to succeed in America. So. Uh, Peter's like, Ma Mary Jane doesn't want to see me. She's not going to come back. My. No, nothing short of me going to her movie studio is going gonna, is gonna to get her to talk to me. And Aunt May goes, well, I've never been to Hollywood. <laughs> and so this is Spider-Man Hollywood. <laughs> Spider-Man and Aunt May go to Hollywood. Cool. To try to save Spider-Man's marriage. Well, yeah, now that that's Aunt fun. May knows, she's like, I'm following you everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. You're going to so, have adventures. I'm going to be on the side. Yeah, I'm right? Come on. Oh, God, that's exactly what I don't want. <laughs> I'll be your cheerleader. <laughs> See, this oh, is another reason I didn't tell you. One of the 30,000 reasons I didn't freaking tell you. <laughs> no, thankfully, this is the only, like, adventure she goes on. For the right. rest of the world. because there's not supposed to be any villains there. No. Right. The, the, the adventures is... The story is fun because then, like, Mary Jane and Aunt May can support Spider-Man and mm -hmm. he can, like, be himself truly with the two most important women right. in his life. So okay. Spider-Man goes, he, he, there's a little bit of business in the airport where, like, the guy, like, he's wearing a Spider-Man costume underneath and they're doing airport security uh -oh. post 9-11. And uh, the guy's like, what's up with the Spider-Man costume underneath your clothes? Are you Spider-Man? And he's like, nope, they're long johns. And they're like, what about these web shooters? <laughs> and Aunt May goes, oh, those are stirrups for my gynecological exams. And they're like, Gross! <laughs> so Aunt May helps out. Yes, sweet. Look, she's I bring my own dispensable to a modern Spider-Man. I bring my own stirrups. Why? Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, oh me, the well, ones at the doctor. I don't trust. Okay, them. let me just push the. Ooh, web shooters just shot out. Hmm. Yes, those what? are to keep my legs in place. They they stick to my legs. <laughs> well, he got a college to Spider-Man, <laughs> but not this guy who right here is wearing the Spider-Man outfit. That's a, a different guy. Yeah. My son's a really big fan of gynecologists. <laughs> Yeah. My my son or nephew or whatever, <laughs> or you want whatever to call him is. is very invested in my gynecological care. That is the creepiest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Please get on the plane. Get the yeah. hell away from me. <laughs> no problem. Carlisle reverse engineers Doc Ock's arm technology to oh, he's create. He's better than ever. He's, he's got never, thirty arms. He's, yes. <laughs> so he looked, and, and of course it's painted green because all Spider Man's villains are green. And uh, is so he the centipede? He doesn't have a name. He doesn't Damn have it. a name. No, his, his name is Carlisle. <laughs> Okay, that's Lame. mistake for uh, mistake one. Spider-Man makes fun of him for it later, but ah. uh, he's like, "Okay, cool. So I'm in, and I'm gonna start like robbing banks and stuff. That'll help me out." Right. So he does, and he wins. And Doc Ock is left in like a kind of like chamber that cuts off oxygen to him, and his arms are like in a special like I don't know like box with like adamantium around it or something. Who gives a shit? Right. But he's uh, cured. But he's yeah. gonna you know he's gonna run out of air, and so Doc Ock like uses his sheer force of will to get the arms to free themselves and then him and then he goes to like get revenge against Carlisle. That's okay. And so there's gonna be a big fight. The octopus versus octopus. Yeah. Spider-Man is arms. involved in this how? Well, because uh, <laughs> that's happening at the like very Carlisle staying at a very swanky hotel which is overlooking the studio where Mary Jane is shooting her movie, nah. The Amazing Lobster Man, in which Mary Jane is playing the leading lady in a movie about a guy who gets bitten by a radioactive lobster and becomes lobster man. 
And I remember you mentioning this one time. <laughs> yeah, so Straczynski uses what? the Amazing Lobster Man story arc to make fun of his detractors in the comic book media oh. and also to make fun of like movies because remember he created Babylon 5 and uh, so he has a lot of things to say and he makes other characters who are all related to George who has to move the car uh, to do it for him. <laughs> You know, so Mary Jane's talking like the director, and the director's like, you know, he's he's talking about peas and key yeah. Hunting. I was gonna say, is he he's straight to up look Orson, like Welles. Orson Welles. Yes, he is absolutely Orson Welles. But, you know, ah, Mary Jane, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, that's probably the worst Orson Welles that's impression not, ever. But good. Uh, probably, well, no, it wasn't good, but it was. But I got what you were saying yeah. because we were talking about Orson Welles before. Right. So anyway, Mary Jane uh, bumps into Peter and Aunt May, who are trying to get on the lot, and like, you, you don't have a pass. That's and then Mary Jane's like, okay, you've got two seconds. To, to justify you being here, because I'm mad at you. And right. I've got the power, and I'm gonna have security throw you yeah, out. That's right, you and your geriatric aunt are gonna get kicked out of here, on your ass, on Hollywood Boulevard. I'm kidding, Aunt May, you can stay and watch. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, clearly she was gonna be able to do that. <laughs> so uh, they have a, so Peter explains it in a balloon that's like, fuck you. Wow, that's too many words. Mm -hmm. You gotta spread that out, man. <laughs> you said I had two minutes, okay. <gasps> yes, clearly Straczynski just vomits. watched uh, Liar Liar. <laughs> and he wanted to do this, the, you know, the monologue. So they no. stay, and they and 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 they get. What to does hang he say? What does he say? Oh, he tells her the exact the whole story. There's oh. a guy. His nickname was Shade. He went into the astral. So I got stuck in my astral form. I was an astral, and she's like, "That's close to the word I was thinking of." Her, 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 her fart. <laughs> and uh, it's, every time I read it, it gets less funny and more <laughs> terrible. Like. You know what I mean? Like, if it's organic well, and it's natural, it works. But, right. like, no one would ever in the universe say, I was an astral. It was just right. constructed so that she could make an ass joke. Yes. And then, yeah. or asshole. Right. right. But then you have the audience soundtrack, or the audience laugh track playing. Right. Exactly. And then you forget about it. Right. That, this is what J.M. Uh, Strinsky is always, always thinking, like, yeah. yeah. Where do I put in that, uh, that laugh well, he, cue? He made Babylon 5. There's no, there's no live studio audience. <laughs> Or fake laughter. Right. So anyway, uh, you know, but he goes, hey, yo, my aunt's standing right here, and you're gonna say, yes, what are you doing? And I'm like, whoa, and Peter doesn't act like that, or talk like that, but okay, let's 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 pretend like he does for that one panel and then uh, never again. Okay. Yeah, and then he goes, Peter, joke. stop being an astral. Yeah, Matt, that's funnier than what they did. <laughs> so Aunt May and, you know, Mary Jane are talking for a second, and they both realize that they know that Peter Parker's Spider-Man, and, you know, they're both mad at him for not telling each other that the other knew. Right. And, like, Mary Jane's now mad at Peter because he didn't tell her in any other conversations that he also wound up telling Aunt May that she knew. Uh, it just happened. I know. But no! Well, no one's reasonable. Yeah. So we meet up with Mary Jane's co-star, The Amazing Lobster Man. Uh, this is also a guy that Mary Jane might be fucking. We don't know. <laughs> Well, he wasn't with her when she was going to sleep alone any mm -hmm. of those times. Exactly. But yeah. clearly he's interested. Mm. You know, like they shake hands, kind of. In they like, shake claws. They, they shake hands oh, like they were meeting on the battlefield in Braveheart. <laughs> it is good to see you. Ah! <laughs> yeah. She goes, this is my husband. And he's like, oh. And she goes, we're separated. He goes, oh, how you doing? Ugh. And you're like, ugh. Yikes. But, uh, wow, was, transparent, man. What's yeah. amazing, though, <laughs> is that having been to Burbank a number of times now and having worked with people like this, uh, it's not an act. This is very much real. Right. Like, right. the Amazing Lobster Man is 100% accurate. 100% accurate. Yep. No, I'm trying to fuck her. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Right. What do you do? <laughs> hey, we got that in common, right? We should be friends. 
<laughs> oh. How can you improve my brand? It's not how you're doing. Oh, it's wow. what you so, do. So, so both of us want to fuck her but aren't. Interesting. Oh, hmm. All right. That sounds like brand well, synergy. <laughs> anyway, so Doc Ock puts on like a classic green Doc Ock costume that he wore like twice. All right, and, this uh, is my outfit. Yep. I've decided. Yeah. So that I'll be confusingly hard to differentiate from the guy I'm fighting in the next several panels. Bingo. Oh, good. So Doc Ock and Carlisle fight. Uh, How is it? Boring? No, it's actually quite interesting. Because it's getting oh, okay. it's getting interrupted by the Lobster Man and Mary Jane's conversation and makeup. Yeah, well, because that conversation is very important. Because, you know, Lobster Man and, uh, and Mary Jane are talking about, like... Mary Jane's motivation and she's talking mm. about how like maybe you know Lobster Man is driven by tragedy in his life and you know he's trying to like make amends for this mistake he made and she you know the leading lady could be like the like the person who like you know gets him out of bed in the morning and like mm -hmm. you know, teaches him that like there's more to life than you know than tragedy and death and you know she she's his other half and he goes that's horseshit <laughs> oh that's Whoa. cute I'm that's glad you have that adorable right and he goes no because the the guy who would act like that, who would be supported by that, is incredibly insecure. That guy has no, like, respect for her to let her be a supporting role in his life. And just, here's all of Mary Jane's insecurities <laughs> parroted by a character that we're never going to see after this. And she's like, that makes a lot of sense. Yes. God damn it. There's no way Lobster Man, whatever his name is. <laughs> yeah, Rick. Rick. There's no Let's way Rick is deep Man. enough to listen to her talk right. about right. her possible idea of what he's going through and being like, no, but here's counter. the counter to that. No. Because this is all the problems with that and that would cause. Yeah. No, no. You're, you're a fucking no. fraud. He, he's not that he's insightful. not that deep except in that one panel. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants to get that deep. <laughs> Balls. <laughs> Subtlety is dead on this show. Yeah. <laughs> so it always has been. That's true. And it we always never, We never... We never pretended like we had any. No. <laughs> anyway, so Spider-Man uh, gets in the middle of the Carlisle Doc Ock fight. They're in the middle of like the, the big hotel next door. Uh -huh. uh, and ultimately, uh, you know, Carlisle knocks out some support beams which caves in half a building. Spider-Man holds it, but he can't hold it all to protect these people that are underneath it. And he's like, come on, Doc, I need your help here. So Doc Ock uses his arms and holds it up. Oh. And lets everybody escape. And he's like, okay, they're good. Okay, now we gotta hold it here until I can figure out a way. And Doc Ock just goes, you're not innocent, and just lets him go. Right. And then the whole the whole hotel collapses on Spider-Man. Damn. So What about know, Carlisle? What happens to Carlisle? He got away. Oh. Yeah, so Doc Ock's gotta go chase after Carlisle. Right. So Spider-Man's stuck underneath the hotel. And he's like just wedged under there and he's trying to find his way out. The air's really thin and he's he can't breathe. So he's grabbing pipes and he's trying to breathe through the pipes, like see if there's any of those that like lead to the outside. Oh. He eventually finds one, and so he like sucks on that while he desperately claws his way to the top. Okay. Uh, so yeah. Uh, Straczynski also, through the Orson Welles character, talks about how uh, you know fans are dumb and they don't get it. And despite the fact that like Lobster Man does get his powers from a totemic lobster god, uh, <laughs> it, it is actually really cool and important. And you know, even though you think that it might be stupid, uh, just just hang in there and wait for the story to finish itself because like you know the, the journey is more important than the. the if you're already <laughs> detracting what you're doing in your own book. Trying to well, alleviate trying to the naysayers. Yeah. Yeah. You've already lost. He should be, if he really wants people to like get over it or give him a pass, he should have like a producer be like, okay, 
it can't be a radioactive lobster that bit him. It's got to be a totemic yeah. lobster god. That'd be funny. No, the writer shows up and he's like, you've changed everything. You know, he was supposed to, you're supposed to maintain the purity of the character. He, he's got radiation. And he goes, radiation's passe. It's last century. We've got to move on. Create new myths to get a new audience. Besides, a lobster god rather than a one-time only accident can have all kinds of sequels. Lobster boy and lobster girl. The evil lobster man. You can have all kinds of spin-offs. you got to think about that kind of thing when you're making oh, this Oh, so they do oh, do that. You can have a space <laughs> mummy traveling around eating up all the lobster people. Right? you got all kinds of great stuff. Interesting. Anyway, so Spider-Man. Do they makes get his way any there. jokes out of the fact that lobsters are like effectively immortal? No. Oh. Right. That's the most interesting thing I know about lobsters. Is that like they literally they can't get cancer and they never die. Yeah. All yeah. I know is that they're Almost more. Well, they're until less, something kills them. <laughs> they're less delicious the older they get. That's right. Yes, that's true. Which is actually I, I love that. I think that's great because it means you can preserve the older. Like, don't eat them. Like, don't just kill them. Like, oh shit. A 30-pound lobster! Let's get it! Like, no, it's gonna be gross. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't eat that. Yeah, yeah. eat the little ones. Yeah. Leave those alone. That, that, I like that. Yeah. And, like, hey, actually, the only reason to kill them is to, like, extract any information we might be able to get from them. Like, I want to take, like, some kind of thing from their DNA sequence to allow me to never right. have to get cancer. Yeah, I want to find out. I want immortality they, from the lobster. No, we're just gonna give you hard skin. Okay. Uh, well, I don't want right. that. Well, yeah, well, well too I mean, bad. Protect me, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not red. You know, when you, they're right. only red when they boil. It's going to yeah. be really hard to move, though. And oh. take a shower. <laughs> and do many other things. I'll die. Yeah. But don't worry. Once in a while, you'll molt. And then you'll be very, very vulnerable. <laughs> Carlisle ends up on the movie set. Lobster Man is there. And he goes, tell me that's just a costume. <laughs> and Lobster Man goes, yeah, it's a wardrobe. He goes, okay, good. And he just punches him. Yeah. Yep. Good. I didn't want to have to fight Lobster Man. Yeah. yeah that was that, that could have been so stupid as hell. He could have snipped my arms off. Yeah. Oh my God. So <laughs> we found the cure. Yeah. So Mary Jane and Aunt May are at the mercy of Carlisle, who's now moved from the hotel to the movie studio. Mm. And, uh, you know, so he's going to attack Aunt May. And why? Because, like, he needs a hostage. She's oh. there. Yeah. I see. Yeah. But uh, I know. Instead of attacking and taking this uh, nubile redhead, <laughs> right? I'll steal the old lady. No, he's, he's going to kill her. Uh, the idea here is that he's like. I've got to show how serious I am so that the cops will lay off. So I got to kill somebody who's expendable. Oh, so you're he, already one foot in the grave. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm not a total monster. I'm not right. going to kill the young person who yeah, has no. a whole life out of her. Unlike <laughs> so we do with lobsters. Oh, right. Kill this old hag who nobody will miss. Yeah, please. So then the wall explodes and a voice emanates out that says, Leave that woman alone! And because it's a comic book, you don't know who's talking. So Mary Jane goes, Peter? But it's Dr. Octopus. No. Because Doc Ock is like, May, Parker, what are you doing here? <laughs> and she's like, Otto? What, what, what the hell's this? <laughs> uh, Why is this young guy ripping off your stuff? Yeah, oh, I love it because, uh, you know, he goes, May? And she goes, Otto? And then Carla goes, Brad, Janet, Dr. Scott. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yay. <laughs> yeah, if you're a Rocky Horror fan, it's like, yay. He wasted a whole panel to do that joke for you. <laughs> Thanks, J.M. Straczynski. <laughs> so... Carlisle and Doc Ock. You still suck. Because Doc Ock is resentful and angry that Carlisle stole his technology. That's the whole thing. Sure, yeah. So then Spider-Man shows up and he's all battered and bruised and he just webs Carlisle's face. Yeah. Because he just doesn't protect it with anything. Yeah. And he's like, ah. <laughs> so he's talking about he had glasses on, right? No. Carlisle? Mm -mm. Yeah. Nope. No. No. Oh. At one point he did. Yeah. Yeah, he, he doesn't lost. anymore. So, uh, so Doc Ock reveals to Spider-Man that... 
he made a crack in Carlisle's energy pack earlier mm. in his fight. Okay. He's like, that way you could get to him. And Spider-Man goes, you're helping me? And Doc Ock goes, no, I'm hurting him. So Spider-Man just climbs onto Carlisle in this fun, like, spider-looking moment where he's just like, yeah, <laughs> like, crawls all over him. Nice. And he just, he just wedges open the crack yeah. and then just digs his hand in there and just empties the web cartridge into the pack. Oh. And then it overwhelms. And I guess, like, the idea here is that the, the internal mechanisms of the suit are kind of like this jelly... Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it's like a like, power gel almost. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> it's just supposed to look what? neat, but it's supposed to indicate that it's failed. Or maybe right. like the it fluid bursts out and the webbing everything. combined. Right, and oh. became this like viscous liquid. Oh, like the yeah. webbing like absorbs the liquid and get, gets really big. Yeah, I mean yeah. that, that seems to be out. what it does. So yeah. it just bursts open and like the suit just like blasts off of him. Cool. And so Spider-Man's like, whoo! So then Doc Ock escapes and yeah. Mary Jane helps Lobster Man up because he's hurt. And he's like, My life sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, he has dinner with Mary Jane and Aunt May. Peter? Yeah. Okay. And oh, not Lobster. Not Lobster. Not, no. not Rick. <laughs> yeah, Rick meets Aunt May and she loves him and it's great. No. Uh, so Peter has dinner with Aunt May and Mary Jane and basically, you know, he's like, this is a mistake. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pushed myself on you and, and this whole thing. She's like, no, but if you hadn't come, nobody would have saved the day, you know? And he's like, it's true. yeah, but you don't like care about that. <laughs> She's, what? How could you say that to me? <laughs> right. Other than all the times that I used that as an excuse to get upset with you with our marriage. Uh, precisely. So she says, like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of something. Like, I can't just leave with you. And I don't right. know if I want to yet. Mm. And, uh, and he goes, but I'm still in love with you. What am I supposed to do about that? And she goes, wait for me? I don't know. Like, wait until I figure things out? Can, okay. you, can you do that? This is really awkward with Aunt May sitting there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very uncomfortable. They don't ask you to leave. I, I'll do it. I'll wait for you. I'll wait for you as long as you need. Or until the stars turn cold and burn out from the sky. You know, whichever comes first. And she's like, oh, that's a weird thing to say, but I guess it's romantic. And it's also the name of this volume. Nah. Uh, Isn't so it also then, a music lyric? I don't know. Should sure. be. Probably. There's probably something similar to that. Mm -hmm. I've definitely heard something similar. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, she goes, well, Aunt May, you haven't, you've been sitting here the entire time and haven't said a word. And she goes, oh, yeah, well, I guess I was just thinking. So... Otto Octavius was Dr. Octopus the whole time? And he's like, yeah. And Aunt May goes, is there anything you want to tell me, Aunt Mary Jane? She goes, no, that's it. <laughs> and she goes, okay, well. And they have this cute little interaction where basically she says, like, I'm, I found out that I'm stronger than I ever thought I could be, and, like, I, and I love you both, and you're both very, very important to me. And, and, and Peter says, you just want my chocolate cake, don't you? She says, just the part with frosting on it. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. <laughs> Ha ha! Gotta end on a joke. Zing! Oh. Too heavy! Got too heavy! Yeah. Quips, uh, quips live serious. in the family. Yeah! yeah. yeah it's not a Spider-Man thing, it's nah. a whole Parker got a thing. Gotta, exactly. You gotta always ha leave them laughing at the end. Right. Whatever. It's the best part of tragedy and comedy is that it doesn't matter. The point is... so It's that, not allowed to be deep. Yeah. But, no, it can't be, but you just gotta, you gotta take the edge off. Yeah. That's every Marvel movie. Yep. Every tense scene. Little joke. Yep. Right Don't worry. Uh, uh, yeah. It's fun again. Don't leave. Because <laughs> we're still desperately afraid that you'll realize all silly bullshit and walk out and, right. and give back the billions of dollars you spent to see them. Hey, like, wait. No. This is dumb. What do you mean it ended? It's... I demand a refund for all of the movies. Right. So anyway. Except uh... for Guardians of the Galaxy. I like that one. <laughs> right. That's the biggest offender. Yes. 
So that, those are the two volumes we did. There's more, but I'm not going to do them right now. Okay. The idea here is that, you know, Pete and Mary Jane want to be together. Right. But they're too prideful and also, like, they need to establish Mary Jane as a person. Right. Like, she's a character with her own life and motivations. And until she can discover what that is, or until the writer discovers how to portray it properly, she won't be in the book. Right. Okay, if you're going to have her be her own person, maybe don't have her life mirror her previous life with Spider-Man and right. make it all about that. Well, but there's got to be, like, fights and stuff, so... Yeah. You know. And she also has to oh, be you, on a movie the, with a yeah. superhero well, I, I, that directly that, She didn't know she was in that. I also, she didn't know she was, it was a superhero movie. She did, what? Yeah, that's right. People get hired on the movies, and then they just find out what the movie's going to be about. Nope. <laughs> Not I even mean, close. That, sometimes, but it's really unusual. And it's like a, it's because there's like a super secret thing about the movie. And that's even kind the of the can't know. That like, it's yeah, like, but why this stupid lobster movie have that? I don't know. Happen? That's I, 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 I ludicrous. Don't. I know. We don't want to. We don't want Spider-Man right. to come all the way out here and punch us. Right. right. But we're clearly ripping him off. But clearly. I guess Straczynski knows that she wouldn't sign up to be in a movie that's so we just make like Spider-Man. Yep. But I really want to tell that story where she's dealing with the fake version of what happens in her life. Mm -hmm. And I also want to have a character t say all the things that the editors are telling me so I can <laughs> explain to the readers why I, I have to do all this stupid It's 2002! Shit. Just put it on the internet, you jackass! <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, My kids haven't gotten me like, into that. Not yet. everybody. Not everybody's yeah, on the internet. If you were, if you were, but he is responding to internet critics. Well, yeah, but I don't want to go there. Look, <laughs> I want to say maybe. I don't know how that. Thirty percent of the people who are reading this book, yeah. will go on the internet mm -hmm. and figure that out. Yeah, right. And then seventy percent of the people will be upset with me. Yeah. But if I put it in the book, right, a hundred percent of the readers reading it will yeah. see know what it. I'm saying. Yeah. Because well, they're all mad. It's only the ones who are online that I get to see their that's opinions. True. But they all feel that way. Well, and then 100% of my readers will know or see it. But only 65% of my readers will understand what I'm saying. <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, so if I was only so putting it online, it would only be like 65% of like 10%, which is like... Well, no, but if I make it just so simple... Right. Anyone can understand it. <laughs> I'll just have a guy literally just, just say it. Just say what I'm trying to say to them in the panel. Oh, then it, dumb it, it down. It's at least 80%, <laughs> and I can sleep at night. Yeah, my retention's going to be higher. <laughs> you created Babylon 5. Yeah. You wrote movies and TV shows. You don't need their approval. I'm, I'm 20 years late yeah. to the party. No, I, I just want to let them know because I would want to know. <laughs> If I was reading it, like, what the hell is yeah, happening? No, you know what it is? And this is just, he's a writer, so he's deeply insecure. Mm. Because I'm deeply insecure. I, I know. Right. I need your approval. Right. Well, of course. I can you... do this for free. For no, we, did, yeah. we used to do this, and then I was like, let's put a camera on it, monetize it, so that you can tell me I'm doing a good job. Please tell me I'm doing okay. <laughs> that's JNS. He's just like, please, yeah. please just loud me with approval. That's every yeah. creative. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> I you, made you something. Don't know what, you, you don't understand the kind of pressure I'm under. <laughs> but some of it is my fault, but some of it not handed down from on high. <laughs> I also find it really hackneyed that, like, you're going to put a character in there that... Who just, just says shit? Well, that just says shit. Like, the director, yeah. sure. Yeah, who doesn't show up ever again? Yeah. But 
the lobster man, Rick. Yeah. yeah. Where he's just like dressing down like who Peter Parker is as a yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and and you know addressing. Oh, it just happened to exactly Mary Jane's insecurities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Situation after from hearing literally three sentences. Yeah, and not if, even knowing what's going on behind the scenes. If yes. there is any kind of justice, she won't fall for that shit. Right. It's, no, she's just she's she's open minded, so she's hearing all of it. Now, what would be interesting is if what he was saying was deeply flawed because of a misunderstanding. Instead, mm -hmm. he's only saying. The thing that she's deeply concerned is the truth, mm. but there's no there's no logical flaw in his argument that she can then later analyze and pick apart so that she can recognize no, in fact, the the, the truth is how I really feel, and that outweighs my insecurity. No, he's just there to say the thing that she's concerned is real. Right. So to deepen to her concern, voice to it, and yeah, to and validate it in yeah. some concern. Yeah. yeah, the only smart thing is that if he says that, and she's like, "Well, this guy's an idiot," and he and he gets that. <laughs> that's right. That's I think that's what she's thinking. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Oh no. <laughs> I'm in real trouble. Yeah. yeah. My my problem with that is not that it happens. It's that the guy like just spews all these words in one big monologue yes. instead of having a back and forth no where he she like queries him and he yeah. explains and she right. asks, he justifies it's, his, his, it's just like yeah. blah, 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 here's all this crap uh -huh. same as when peter explains the last issue yeah. entirely yeah. in one paragraph it's like yeah. no i i get i guess they're trying to save panel space yeah. but it's like it's so unnatural it, completely cuz he wouldn't weird. have had those thoughts already it's frustrating because throughout the Straczynski run you have these moments of brilliance or the story that works as a story, mm -hmm. but the interplay between the characters, some of it works so well and the rest of it doesn't. And it's so frustrating because you have though that dichotomy where you're like, what? How do you square that circle? Right, yeah, why can't you be that this. consistent? Yeah. yeah. Like, why do, you can't just have your characters announce how they feel. That makes me feel angry. <laughs> it, it's literally that. But like, why is it that you understand subtlety? Like, you're right. okay. So the the whole run is a man in his thirties reconciling the fact that he's literally doing the same play pretend he's been doing since he was a fifteen year old boy, mm -hmm. and how he can justify it, and whether he should. Mm -hmm. That's some highbrow shit. Yeah. And yet, <laughs> the characters still like have these these straw men who just show up and go, here's what the author thinks. Yeah. And it's like, how can you be so penetratively insightful about the human condition or about <laughs> what it means to be like a white 30-something in America? Yeah. And and yet also have these characters have have so little dimension. Yeah. Because Mary Jane does become a full-fledged, like, red-blooded, three-dimensional character. And she, arguably, she is one already. Yeah. But she's also, like, because at the end of the day, they do get back together. But, like, of course. she wants to be heard. Mm -hmm. Like, at the end of the day, Straczynski's attempt for, to, to get their marriage back together is, if they get back together, she must be heard. Like, we have to at least get to that point. Mm -hmm. Right. Where she is not just an excuse for Todd McFarlane or Eric Larson to <laughs> draw her in lingerie. Right. We need her to be there and to be justifiably, understandably there for a good reason. And right. it can't just be to support Spider-Man. Right. It arguably is just that. 
Well, at the end of the day, you're a supporting character in a fictional story about a character well, who literally just also, does these things. you're the wife of someone who has superpowers and, and you don't have them. Right. So, like, in comparison to the things that he's doing, yeah. like, obviously, you're more in a supportive role because you can't punch bad guys in the face. And ultimately, the book isn't about you. And no. it's not about you. So it can't always be the Mary Jane show. Yeah. But at the same time, you also can... have to have real depth in order to be a character. Yeah, yes. maybe we can give her stuff to do, like, in her life that's, yes. like, kind of interesting. And that's what they end up doing, is yeah. they give her lives. Yeah. Like, they give her things to do in her life. Yeah, because Spider-Man can... doesn't only have to be about Spider-Man. Nowhere it, has it ever only ever been about Spider-Man. It's never only been about Spider-Man. So maybe just go all in and, like, flesh everything out and make it a little more believable and relatable and for more people. And that's what he does. And that's, yeah. that's the thing that he ends up doing. It just takes a while to get there? No, I, I mean, like, uh, arguably, she's, yeah, he's she, doing it now. It's in process here. Yes. It's just a We're, little bit clumsy at times. Very. Yeah, yeah. that's it. It's, it's yeah. that sometimes he stumbles. It's kind of a, it's kind of a bumpy ride. It's the ebbs and flows. <laughs> it's an ebb or a flow. Yeah. I mean, like, we get to a point where he's like, we, like, arguably the best point is, hey, we've reached this new status quo for Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man is an Avenger. He's living at the Tower. He's surrounded by superheroes. And his aunt and his wife live there. They're part of the whole community. And everybody, they know. Yeah, everybody yeah. has a say. Everyone's part of it. His lives are now bridged into one life. Yeah. And let's see where that goes. Oops, Civil War, fuck you. <laughs> like, clearly the whole thing's building towards this one thing. Yeah. And it's just like, that's Yeah, and then you got it for like a second. You have it for a minute, and you're like, that's a really cool status quo. I wonder what it would be like for a year. Fuck you, how about Civil War? Right, right. I forgot about I forgot about that. And what's amazing is like normally that would not be the case. Not like oh well, naturally something would happen. No, Civil War is the like single most destructive, influential comic book event of the modern age. Like no other event was like it. No mm. other event had reached that level of influence or of national national attention or of impact on every book. Like, Civil War affected every character in the Marvel Universe who wasn't in space. <laughs> right. Because Ni Annihilation was happening at the same time. That was like, Annihilation was Civil War Space Edition, <laughs> where like, it's literally the same exact thing. Like, it's like thematically the thematically same, same, but same thing, completely But totally different, but like, <laughs> make sure that when, it, when both end, neither is the same. Right. And that's, it had never really been done to its effect before. So, like, on one hand, it sucks because, like, you've you've changed the status quo that, that Straczynski's clearly building towards with Spider-Man yeah. before you ever really get a chance to explore it to its, to its natural conclusion. But at the same time, it's successful. But also, Civil War, nothing like it had ever happened before. Mm. Like, you can't blame Civil War too badly because, like... You can't not do it. Right. You, you, you can't you, you can't, can't because Spider-Man's not ready. Yeah. Just put the whole thing on hold. No. That's not how superhero lives work. That's not how Marvel well, that's works. That's not how the comic book industry works. It's not how any of it but works. But it is also kind of interesting in that, like, yeah, that's also how life works. Exactly. Like, sometimes you get everything set up and then some completely unpredictable thing right. comes in and destroys it. And and you, you finally get married, that. you finally get the house, you finally got the dog, and then your dad dies. Like, oop. Yep. Your whole world is completely different. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting in its own right, I guess. It's just it's just a little too bad. <laughs> would have liked to see yes! what happens. And that's the thing yeah. is that, like, unfortunately, we get a lot of build and then not a lot of, like, denouement. Yeah. Well, the question becomes, like, well, why it can't is. we go back to that? Like, why can't his life at least Nothing can ever change. go back the way it was. Well, th then the marriage gets unmade and crap. So then the marriage gets unmade. Peter Parker moves back in with Aunt May, whose house is magically built back up. And also, 
you know, he's still on the outs of the superhero community. Like, the, the tower falls during World War Hulk. Like, nothing can ever go back to where it was. Yeah. They could now, but now they're too busy making the Avengers something I would never want to read. But I mean, like, ultimately, at the end of the day, like, I didn't want to read Avengers back when Avengers was at its peak. Right. I wanted to read Avengers when Avengers had Spider-Man Wolverine on it. Yeah. Because I'm a rube. Because I'm, I'm a plebe. So you're a simpleton. I'm a simpleton. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, what, you I'm, just want the most popular characters on a team together? Yeah, that's called Justice League. <laughs> How basic. Right, I'm a Justice basic Justice League bitch. sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes it's friggin' Blue Beetle and yeah, shit. No, no, that time it was. <laughs> and by the way, like, there's even better times during that time. Like... JLI, JLI International, great. Justice League, when Blue Beetle was on it, on the Justice League, and Doomsday punched him into a coma? No, <laughs> not so great. I'm, not, I'm actually thinking like the West Coast Justice League, or is that West Coast Avengers? That's Avengers West Coast, Coast, Avengers. Coast yeah. okay. No, that, uh, you're thinking of the Justice League when they were in Detroit. <laughs> good team, yeah. good, good, good location. They got a great deal on the rent. <laughs> Well, they're why it's becoming gentrified now. Oh, yeah. The superheroes are there. They're going to clean up the city. Uh, that was in the 80s. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, JMS Spider-Man. You want more? Watch the show. Because otherwise, <laughs> it's not going to do any more. <laughs> well, well, if they watch the show, they already... They already heard you say that. That's They're already true. watching the show. So well, that, tell yeah. your friends yeah, to tell click on it. Yeah. Oh, and uh, call this 1-800 number and tell us, should we keep doing it or not keep doing right, it? Right, yeah. Who should we kill off? <laughs> on this couch. Who will die? Yeah. Oh. Well, w w will Ben die or not? That's that's what I would say, right? That's yeah. what the question should be. Yeah. Yes. yes. Does, does Ben die or no? Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Just call this number. I said it first. <laughs> Damn it. Should have been quicker. Let your voice be heard. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week with an all-new episode. Some of us. Maybe. I'm Sal. <laughs> I'm Ethan. I might be here. So long. <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> if Ben dies, you killed it. It's <laughs> your fault. You did it, not us. Yeah, one asshole out there with a robocaller. <laughs>